Hey yo, this is a straight up for all of them. Logs and DJs. You're running on some bullshit in the beginning. Fuck that. Fuck that. What up, everybody? This is the Sauce and McHugh podcast with your host, Jack Burns. I'm Finn McHugh. We're going to talk a little NBA finals today, a little bit of. We're going to get into our top 20 players rankings, Dame Lillard, but uh, we got a special guest joining us today. Sauce, you want to tell us who it is? Yes, we got our Suns executive, Timmy uh-huh. Simonich, in. Um, obviously, a rough finals loss. Um, we are recording at 1118. He decided to show up a little bit late tonight. Um, but we do have Timmy Simonich in. How are we doing today, buddy? Good, man. I'm doing, I'm doing a little better. Like, <laughs> farther from final buzzer, I'm doing better. <laughs> each moment back. Yeah, each better. moment, each moment until next back. season, man. So let's just get right into it. What are your takeaways? What are your takeaways from that Sun series? How do you feel? I initially, like how I feel, is that Giannis played like the best player in the world, hundred percent. He played like an all-time great with an all-time great Finals performance. I feel like the Suns are in a good spot, man. Everybody but Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, like in the core, is twenty-five and under. Yeah, Devin Booker showed he's a superstar. Um, maybe not for Finn, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I love Devin Booker, and I think uh, I think Book he played really well in the finals. He obviously put up two forty pieces, but I think what really killed you guys yeah. is just like size. And you got Dario sure. Saric sure. going yeah. out with the sure. ACL early, but I think you guys need to draft some size, maybe make some trades next offseason, but. I know I was shitting hard on Devin Booker. I got a lot of respect for him, though, to be honest. Yeah, and I and we were talking about this earlier today. I don't think people actually realize, and I don't want to get too much into Sarge, but that's a big injury for the that's Suns. A, that's a big hit. That's a big that's hit. That's huge, sure. dude. Because, like, like, so like you said, all season, my thought on the Suns was their main flaw and, like, their by far the biggest flaw was big depth. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, then you get your only – legitimate backup big in Dario Sarge, who is like 6'10 at best, and tears his ACL. So you have to rely on DA for 40, 45 minutes, minutes yeah, a game. Yeah, like, with having Frank the Tank, who played absolutely phenomenally in game six. Not wonderful. to take that away. I mean, <laughs> the big Wisconsin man. I mean, another heartbreaking championship loss, obviously. My Dookie Blue Devils beat him, and he knows all about Jill Okafor, too. But, yeah, I think I think the Suns, the Suns played good, and I think that's a loss that, like, you can't be too – upset about necessarily just because sure. how you Giannis is a lovable guy sure. and that's also another thing we got to come out and say is we in a lot of our top 10 top five in the playoffs we left Giannis off on a lot of those lists and we, we may were have d- forgot the best player in the league we uh-huh. may or may not have put Paul George ahead of Giannis I don't know maybe a little bit preemptive on that one but we got to come out and give Giannis some love comes out with a 50 piece five blocks he just looked absolutely unstoppable out there and man. he was I mean DeAndre Aiden is a Greek god as far as his physique. I mean, oh, he's yeah. huge. Seven and he made it yeah. 40 inch vertical. vertical yeah. Like, and Giannis made him seem like he was Frank, Frank the Tank Kaminsky. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Frank the Tank out there, dude. Like, in that game six, and just like you said, the size of the biggest deal. I mean, the Bucks out rebounded the Suns by 20 rebounds in game six. And that's, sure. and I think that's the game that's right there. I mean, we can go into like, oh, Devin Booker could hit this shot. But what it came down to is just rebounds. I mean, because, I mean, like, you, it sets the tone. It sets, like, yep. the pace. It sets the physicality. It's demoralizing for the Suns. Watching them get four offensive rebounds <laughs> yeah, in a row, here, yeah. here, here off clanks. And then the fourth one ends up in a layup. It's like, okay, like, you did your best for three possessions. You just couldn't finish it. There's That absolutely, in my opinion, was, like, the biggest thing that the Bucks had going compared to the Suns. Because they both played – it was, like, finals basketball. They both played tough. They both turned the ball over. A lot. They both missed a lot yeah. of shots. Like, it wasn't just it was the Suns. It was a sloppy game. It wow. was. It was a really sloppy right. game. Like, I honestly – Game six in particular. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, like, especially in game six, like, the boards were, like, obviously really leaning towards the Bucks. That's what kept them in it because throughout the whole entire game, I really felt like the Bucks were – I mean, there were points where, like, I'm like, the Bucks are dominating. Look at the scoreboard. It's a fucking four-point game. Right. Oh, right. yeah. I know. Right. Exactly. Like, you see uh, – you obviously see Giannis, like he's hitting all these shots, and I feel like Giannis, like he just isn't even missing like any of the shots. He's yeah. going seventeen from nineteen at the line. I'm like, Buck should be up by more than like eight points yeah. right now. And the Suns, like they held their own, man. And they, I feel like they just could not match up with the Suns physically, or the Bucks. they could not match up with the Bucks physically at all. Like 
the Bucks are just such a veteran team, so much bigger and older, and that just comes back to the size thing, man, and that yeah. makes it super tough. The Suns had a lot of opportunities to win that game. Agree. And so, like, all of this being said is, like, me as a Suns fan is why the more I, like, get done being irrationally upset about, like, the finals yeah, loss, right? I feel good because, like, there's room for the Suns to grow, too. DA can absolutely take leaps. He can 100%. absolutely get three go-to post moves. He can extend his jumper to the three. Right, those are huge leaps for himself. Mikel Bridges can get stronger. Well, Mikel Bridges is looking like Kevin Durant out there, man. I the, mean, he's dog, long, he can, he's right. good, and he's he, a gamer. Cam Johnson, Cam too. Johnson's wet. Right. These these players can take leaps individually, which yeah. will make the team better. James Jones, Executive of the Year, he's going to do his thing. Like the team, I I feel good as a Suns fan for the first time in over a, a long decade. time. So over Timmy, Timmy, can I ask you something as a Suns fan? Did you honestly think the Suns were going to make the finals going into the playoffs? Going into the playoffs, I remember having conversations with some of my friends. I said, I very much think the Suns will make the Western Conference Finals, and from there we'll see what happens. I said, it's either going to be Suns or Lakers in the finals is like my thought, but if I was being, quote, realistic, I would have thought Western Conference Finals and like anything can happen. Well, and especially going to playoffs, they looking who they were going to be matched up against. They caught, I mean, they caught breaks or whatever, but like you had Anthony Davis, obviously kind of hurt going into there. Same with LeBron, not right. you know playing a ton of games. Then right. you had that ne- the next series that they're going to play against was the Blazers and the Nuggets. Mm. And the nice thing about that is Jamal, Jamal Murray's, Murray's out, out for the year. You know? So like yeah. either one of those teams, you're like, okay, we got – and that's why the, I understand that's the Western Conference Finals saying it's like that's a that's totally right. reasonable thing. And then, yeah, from there, who knows? I mean, that's once again, if Kawhi's in that Clippers series, we don't, we, who, knows where that, who knows where that goes. Exactly. And like even the Lakers series, really, like the game that Anthony Davis went down, the series was 2-1. LA had just won two in a row. Suns were like up, I think six at half, and so like Suns were winning the game that he got hurt. It's not to say they for sure were shooing going to yeah. win, but very well the series could have been tied two two, like with a healthy Anthony Davis. Th- that team just wasn't together for that no. long. So I, my thought again, like I said, it was Western Conference Finals. That's like where I was, and I was that's super fair, obviously. And so as far as uh, the Suns, like obviously they took a step further in the Western Conference Finals this year, and. I think every nobody would argue that Chris Paul played a huge role in helping them make the finals this year. And big topic going into free agency this season is Chris Paul is going to want the three-year 100 mil plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you're James Jones, the owner of the Suns, executive of the year, like you uh, just said, are you going to give him that three-year 100 mil extension? I think you have to. I think you have really? to. Really? Yeah, really? Give us the reason. Okay. I mean, because like, let's say you don't. Let's say he walks. You're like, I think you have to. What else are you going to do? Like, yeah. Darren Fox is on a long contract, right? You're not going to get hit. Like, I'm just like spitballing other names in the league that like seem potentially like, would want to get out or would be soon to be free agents. Like, Lonzo Ball is going to get a contract this summer. Yeah. So, like, the, a team's not going to trade him after his first season. D'Angelo Russell's on contract. Just got traded to the Timberwolves, what, last year? Played very minimal games. Him yeah. and, Kat and he played, played pretty like well. Three games together. The other, yeah. So it's like, yeah. who if you're if you're the Suns and you don't sign Chris Paul, like, you're kind of, I feel like you're wasting some of Devin Booker entering in his prime, right? Because, yeah. like, you do take a step back if you just let Chris Paul walk. walk. And, and I think that's the hardest position, and I, I, I do agree with you. And go at the end of game six, Finn and I talked, and, I was kind of against the signing, but then after, yeah, after talking to you too, like I agree, like what else are you going to do? Right. right. I mean, that that's, if you look at most of the teams, that's what they need. Most teams are looking for like that a stable point, point guard. guard, like, yeah. like every, like look at the Lakers, the Lakers need a point guard. Yeah. The jazz need, a. I mean, all these contending teams, that's what they're looking for. The Clippers need a point guard. So like and the Knicks, like the teams in the yes, East, like, you know what 100%. I mean? Like, yeah. Like the, the Sixers need a point guard. The Celtics need a point guard. The like, Bucks got their point, point guard, guard and won a championship. championship. So what do you think, Q? I agree with you there. But another thing that Sauce and I talked about when we were talking about this is I kind of made the comparison from Chris Paul to Jason Kidd when True. he won that series with the Mavs. And he looked phenomenal in that series in 2011 That's when fair. they knocked off the heat. And he played really good in that series. Obviously, he got Dirk his first championship. But then you look at him a couple of years later with the Knicks, and Jason Kidd just like can't even hit a layup. Yeah. And he's an all-star level point guard. And just 
he was like in his mid thirties, like Chris Paul is right now. And he just completely fell off. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I just don't know if Chris Paul is going to fall off like that or not. And we're, so that's why I'm asking if he's worth the three years. And, and, and right that's, and that's the sure. issue is contracts is, is cap space, right? Because sure. if you, I mean, I think, and I'm happy about it. I think the NBA is slowly transitioning away from super teams because players are so good now mm-hmm. that like you're, you can win championships with the role players now because you don't need, if you, I mean, if you're relying on two or three guys to win and one of those guys gets hurt, you're going to fall apart. Right. And it's, sure. I mean, as I say, injuries are the same with every team, but like you can win championships with role players. And when you're taking up that much cap space with the guy who you're maybe going to get one or one, maybe one good year, maybe two good years out. Yeah. Of him, that's yeah, and I agree with you there, Finn. Like that's where the cap space comes into keep. I think cap space is so crucial for teams these days. For sure, and like the Suns in particular, because they've got to extend DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. He's going to want a max. He's going to want the bag. But Kel Bridges is, might not want a max, but he's going to he, want. He's going to be twenty million a year. He's going to want the bag. Yeah, and so like, and you're not going to like not give these two guys. They're they're your core. They're money. You know yeah. what I mean? They're your core. Cam Johnson's going to want money the next year. So it's like the Suns definitely have people to pay. Like a hundred percent have people to pay, and so like it also kind of makes it harder there with the Chris Paul situation too. Because like personally, I don't think he's going to fall off much because his game doesn't rely on athleticism. Yeah. His game is mental. Like he might take more games off during the regular season. Like he might take a random Tuesday in February against the Kings off. When but when it comes like, to playoff time, that's when he's. But when it comes time to like really win some games, really let you know. What I mean, so I think I'd almost like. I don't know. I don't know. I would make the same argument about Jason Kidd, though, that his game was pretty mental, too. It was. Chris Paul and Jason Kidd both. Very similar players. Very similar players. Now, let's let's transition over. We talked a lot about the Suns. Let's transition over to the Bucks. Golly. I mean, and and, and there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of talks about, you know, Dynasty or whatever. They've won one championship. Let's pump the brakes in the Dynasty talk. Let's slow the Dynasty talk. Let's slow there. But, God, man, talk about getting the right pieces together at the right time. I mean, and they did it, Giannis did it right. And he so, talked about that, like how significant that is, like not joining a super team. Yeah. He did it the right way. They built sure. the pieces. They got the, they got their key guy. They got, obviously their, the, the player that like they struggled playing against the most was Eric Bledsoe when he was on their team. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> getting rid of him, was, <laughs> getting rid of him was huge, but the Bucks are just fun to watch, man. And, and that's the thing is like, it's hard to hate that championship because like, they did it the right way. It's not like you're yeah. losing to the Nets or you're losing yeah. to the Six or the Lakers or something like that. You're losing to a team that, like, a lot of the. I mean, the, their their two best players are homegrown. That's They've homegrown. been there for eight years. You know, like I stuck through a 15 win season. Yeah, and like Giannis. That tweet was like, "I'm not leaving till we get a championship, championship. team." Like, that's that's crazy. What do you think about the Bucks? Think they're, think they're a dynasty, McHugh, or no? I mean, you got to respect it, like you said, Middleton and Giannis sticking it out for eight years. Uh, I don't know. I've heard a lot of comparisons lately. If, for the Bucks to like the Spurs when they were winning all those championships with Duncan. I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit. I think I was talking to Sauce about this, like you, t- like with the comparisons of the Spurs and like all the dynasty talk, I think Tony Parker was a much better point guard and all time level point guard. And I don't think we're going to talk about Drew Holiday yeah. on that same level. Oh, absolutely. Not. Sure, but I think sure. it's just going to be really hard for the, I mean, the Bucks have a really solid team, and they stayed healthy this year, so you got to give them credit. But I think if healthy, like the Nets are a huge threat next year, obviously, with Kyrie, Harden, and uh, Durant. And I think it's just going to be hard for them to come out of the East. And Sauce and I also talked about this. I think the like the power spectrum is kind of shift in the NBA. Like the West was so dominant yeah. for so long, and yeah. now it's like the best teams in the league. You think about like – Sauce so and I were saying, like, it's the Nets and the Bucks, and it's like, who else do you really trust to, like, make it to a finals, finals after Yeah, that? like, those are the two like, teams I'm like, okay, like, going into next year, those are my top two teams making it to the finals. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, like, out of the West, like, Lord who the no, fuck I don't knows? Know. I don't know. Like, unless yeah. made it this year. That's what I, I mean. Exactly, That's what I mean. Like, the, yeah. like, the Lakers, like, you want to talk about LeBron and the Lakers, but if they don't get a point guard and it's LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're not making they're a finals. Yeah, like, he's old. And that's the thing, like, father time is catching up to that man. and undefeated. And here's the deal, like, tick, tick. no, lost. no hate on him. I mean, he's 37 and people are going to, he, he might not have his, he's not going to have a LeBron James year next year and people are going to hate on that. I'm not going to, he's 37 right. he's years 37. old, like, geez Louise, like, he's made, what, nine straight finals appearances, right. 11 total in his career. I mean, that's, that's 
unprecedented, obviously. It's unmatched. Like, I mean, the next person, I mean, the, the Bill Russell's the, the next guy that has anything that matches up to as far as finals appearances go. So, For I sure. mean, uh, the NBA is just, it's ne- the, the league has never been as open as it is. And throwing around the word dynasty in sports today in general, even if we go to the football, like, you know, right. like we were talking about the Chiefs being a dynasty. The talent level in sports now is so good. Yeah, that that's just that's not a word that you can throw around anymore. I mean, I mean we thought the Warriors were going to be a dynasty, and they were. I mean, they, they had a really I'd good. Say, I would argue that they were. They, they were, were. They were. They were. They hundred percent. They were. But like, but like, what we consider a dynasty are like you know, like the yeah, Patriots or like the South, you know, like the old school Celtics yeah. or like the Spurs. Like the Spurs were, the yeah. Spurs were twenty years in a row of making the playoffs. Like that's a fucking dynasty. And like, yeah. the, I just in in the in the way the league is designed today and how good players are, I don't know if we're ever going to see another dynasty like that again. I don't think there's any dynasties like in the NFL or in the or in the NBA right now. That's what I'm saying. Like talent's so good that like throwing around that word dynasty is just I don't know if you can do it anymore. People love to throw around the D word though. For sure, love to throw around the D word, man. Especially in the moment too. Like you know, fresh off the finals, people are gonna be like, "Oh my Mm -hmm. god, this is it." You know what I mean? Like it's like reactionary. 100. percent And Giannis like has an all time performance. We're like, Mm -hmm. "Oh my god, Giannis, he's gonna do this again in every single game of the playoffs next year." But in reality, like, we don't know what's going to happen next year, man. Sure. Like, sure. Nets, everybody thought the Nets were going to run out of the East this sure. year, and injuries happen. And you never know, like, Giannis has stayed healthy, and everybody on the Bucks has stayed healthy, but we never know what's going to happen. And I think it's just really hard to say, like, who is going to come out of the – who's going to win it all in the NFL or the NBA next yeah. year just Agreed. because it's, there's just so much uh, – it's health. It's it's and that that's strictly it. parody. 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 A lot of parody. But like, yeah. There's just health is it. Health, like it's is most of the NBA this year. That, well, that's as many right. games you play in the NBA. What it comes down to is the team that usually wins it is the healthiest team, the healthiest team in the, the right NBA. Yeah, like right. yeah, the right time, right? You know, for the right players. Like yeah, okay, the Wizards can be 100 percent healthy, but they're not winning shit. But like, out of your top four teams out of each conference it's the healthiest team is the team that's going to most likely make it to the final sure. that, that's why the lakers did last year sure. lakers didn't have anyone hurt and they were deep and they had depth and they had right. their bigs were phenomenal i mean they had right. dwight Javel, howard javel mcgee anthony davis i mean yeah, like it's crazy it's so crazy. i think what it comes down to in the nba is just yeah there's there's for the for the first time in a long time and i and i love to see it because it gives us more to talk about is parody for sure for sure my thing about like the bucks though too it's it's like like it's just like they're gonna be there for a while. Like obviously, like we're saying, they're not like dynasty yet. But like Giannis just showed that he, especially if he gets like a consistent eighteen foot jumper, like he's the best player in the league. Don't know if you can stop that guy. You can't. So it's like they will at least be in the talks every year. I think. That oh, for, for, like as long as as long as Giannis is healthy. They are they are a top two or three team. And so let's say every like, year. What me and you were saying the other night on the phone was like. Let's say Giannis's prime is seven years. After that prime, let's say he's thirty-three or whatever when he exits his prime, he turns into a big-bodied like center with a jumper and like a really good center at that. He turns into like an, like a better Clint Capella with a jumper. Who's yeah, thirty-three? I like, think you're selling him short too, though, because like with the way that like I mean, we got a take into consideration like modern medicine like like lebron sure. is still playing at such an sure. elite level at 36 kevin durant is 34 and coming still in his huge bag. injuries yeah coming like, off an achilles like yeah. i think Giannis, like you say seven years i think he could probably have closer to like a 10 or 11 and i agree product. i mean i was just trying to kind of be conservative but i agree 100 like percent. i understand years, what you're saying like for sure all right, so let's transition into the segment everyone loves it is brokest moments of the week so let's roll into it Brokest moments of the week. Start us off, McHugh. What do you got? Okay, so to start it off for the brokest moments, um, I'm looking. Uh, there's a lot of talks going into who are the best players heading into the next NBA season, and uh, I saw one one list in particular. It was a pretty long list, but Nick Wright listed his top 50 NBA players going into the 2022 season. 
And I gotta say, man, it was just broke on so many levels. We were going into it. He's got Derek Rose at forty-seven. He's got Vucevic. Not even Vucevic doesn't crack the top fifty. Apparently, Vucevic was an Isn't better than Derrick Rose? Yeah, yeah. I guess not. I guess not. Does it leaves RJ Barrett out? I mean. I just think it was broke on so many levels. He's got Bradley Beal way too low. He's got Chris Paul, like number seven or something. He's got Chris Paul above Kawhi Leonard, which, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's hurt. And he's got Chris Paul above Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Zion. We pumped the brakes on Chris Paul for his Nick Wright. I mean, Jesus Christ. bro. Like, chill. Thinking that he's incredibly important to the Suns. I agree, bro. Like, Like, that's bro. That's so bad, dude. Nick Wright. Nick Wright. You got to you got to pump the brakes on Chris Paul. You got to pump the brakes on Derrick Rose, and you gotta you gotta rethink that pyramid, buddy. Well, and you're a you're a you're an elite announcer, and I mean, I mean, an elite podcaster, whatever you want to call yourself, and you obviously spent a lot of you put a lot of time lot into of this. You you put a lot of <laughs> fifty players in the NBA. You put a lot of thought into this. You, your brain. And, you got a glass that sweet red wine. Yeah, you and, that and you sit there and you're like, yeah, Derek Rose is a top fifty player in the NBA. <laughs> like what? Okay. Mike Conley, an all-star this year? Yeah. No, nope. nope. Derrick Rose. We'll take him out. God. I mean, Jared Allen's not even in the list. I'm not saying Jared Allen's like phenomenal, but like, are you kidding me? He's sure. got Donovan Mitchell pretty low on there. He's got Jamal Murray. Uh, got Jamal Murray ahead of guys like, I don't know. I just think Nick Wright's pyramid overall was pretty broke. He'd use some revising. So, Sauce, what's your brokerage moment of the week? All right, my brokest moment of the week is at the end of Game Five of the Finals. Obviously, we talked about that—a phenomenal game, one of the best, one of the best NBA Finals games that we've had in a long time. Chris Paul came out and said, "You know, I don't know how we need that rebound." You know, we were expecting Giannis to miss that free throw. He was expecting to miss his free throw. Pretty much saying Giannis can't shoot free throws. And then, of course, in Game Six, he comes out and goes seventeen for nineteen from the free throw line. So, um, not a ton that goes into that, but. Come on, Chris Paul. Like, there's so many things in the finals. It's like, don't jinx yourself. You know, it's like yeah. Clay Thompson saying, like, oh, you probably got his feelings certain LeBron comes back 3 1. You know what I mean? Like, there's just stuff you don't say. And, like, that he is like himself. Jesus. Like, that's, that's perfect. That's like, Chris. That's not perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course you hate. It. Of course you hate. It. But that's like perfect. Like, of course, Giannis goes 17 for 19 after Chris Paul pretty much saying, oh, that dude is fucking a tr- trash acid. Free throws. Okay, but for real though, so fucked that Giannis. Seventeen for nineteen. If he shot his season average, uh, playoff average that game, Suns win that game. Suns win that game. We're going yeah. to Game Seven tonight. Night. Like, yeah, that's tonight. We're not even recording tonight. We're Timmy's oh stressing out even God, more. So bro, that's so. Fun. <laughs> All right, Timmy, hit us with it. All right, my brokest moment. I saw a couple tweets, couple headlines. Uh, an NBA insider said that. Kyle Kuzma, I said Kyle Kuzma thinks of himself on the same level and as the same player as Jason Tatum. <laughs> Kuzma, Jason Kuzma, dude. He thinks of himself as the same as the guy who put fifty on KD's head in the playoffs, playoffs. with healthy, and they stole a game from. We're talking about we're talking, stole a game from Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, fully healthy, and he's like. You know what? I'd probably put myself on the same level. And you know what? I mean, he's probably really—he he was probably really pissed off when he saw that pyramid. He's like, I, he was, I ain't a top fifty player in the league. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, geez. I mean, what Kuzma? I mean, the most points Kyle Kuzma has ever scored in a game is forty-one. It was in a regular season game when LeBron was not on the team. So Kuzma <laughs> and Kuzma shot forty-one percent in that game. <laughs> So I don't against know. the Sacramento think- Kings on a Tuesday night <laughs> <laughs> with the lawn right guarding him. <laughs> it was against the hurt San Antonio Spurs. DeJounte Murray did not play in that game, so their best defender was out. So I don't know. I think Kyle Kuzma's got to pump the brakes on that one a little bit. That's broke. That's I think he's got to get back in the studio with Lonzo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, he needs to go head to head with either that or he's got to come off the beach. dog. All right, let's transition into it. We're going to transition now into um, a really hot topic that's going on in the NBA right now. Um, obviously, Giannis won his finals with his home team, and there's a lot of there's a lot of players that would love to stick around and wait, but there's some players who don't necessarily have time to wait. We're going to talk about Damian Lillard. Um, obviously, I would probably say a top two point guard in the league. So, Timmy, where, where do you think where, where do you think Damian Lillard's best? Now here, here here's what we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna go two sections here. We're gonna say where do we think Damian Lillard's best fit is, what okay. t- and where do you think he's actually gonna end up, or that's staying in Portland, okay. 
Okay. Or where do you think his best fit's going to be? Best like actual we'll fit. Well, start best actual fit. Like where do you think he has the he has the best chance to contend for a title? What team is he going to be? Um I think there's a couple. I think well, I mean I think Lakers would be fucked if it's oh my Lakers gosh. with Dame, Braun, and AD. I mean, that's like without saying. Clippers, same thing. Paul yeah. George, Kawhi, and Dame. It's pretty broken. But like, let's take away from the two LA teams. Boston, if you can keep Jalen Brown, if you can have Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Damian Lillard, that's pretty stupid. Like, there's no way you're keeping Jalen Brown. I, I agree that there's no way you probably you probably can, but like, we don't know what's going to happen in the next two months. It might turn into a James Harden situation. I don't think it will. But let's say it turns super sour. Bunch of picks, so Marcus Smart and thing. some Nave Smith and Romeo Langford and right. shit like that. So whatever the Blazers can kind of get. I mean, like Houston, Houston got a lot of picks. So like Orland could try to get a lot of picks too. But like Houston's best player they got was Kelly Olynyk. So Honestly, like, at the end of the day. 100%. And so I think Boston's up there and like call it homerism. But Phoenix wouldn't be bad no, either. No. That's, a, that's, that's not a, that's not that, that is not no, it's not like that is a phenomenal spot for him to end up as Phoenix. And like, I mean, yeah, man. If if Chris Paul walks, I think that's what Phoenix has to do. Is try to trade for yeah, Damian trade Lillard. for Damian Lillard. Send. You're probably gonna have to give up Da, which he kind of shit the bed in the finals, not the whole playoffs. Oh, man, I'm taking, I'm playoffs. taking, I'm taking Damian Lillard or Da all day. Long. Uh, yeah, but but that me? like shouldn't be. A a question, that's no. that's a no-brainer. Yeah. You're not going to like hold a top 30 Drafting guy. Big, yeah. Right. If for like a top 8, eight guy. Well, yeah, you're, you're not you're not you're not going to hold on to Aiden hoping he'll be a top 10 guy when you can right. get one. When you can get one. Right. What about I you, McHugh? Where do you think best landing spot for Damian Lillard? So, I was kind of shooting this around with Sauce the other day and we were talking about how Damian Lillard came out said he said he wants to get traded and I was looking at the contracts and I think a really good landing spot for Damian Lillard is what if we trade Damian Lillard for Kyrie Irving and send Dame to the Nets, man. I don't even want to think. I don't, so I don't the contracts, even... <laughs> the contracts pretty much match up. Kyrie makes 33 mil a year. Dame makes 29 oh, right man. now. And I think, uh, I think if you package Damian with like, I don't know what other, you probably have to throw in like Norman Powell or somebody like that. But I don't know. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are boys, so I don't know how tight that relationship is. But I think if you trade Damian Lillard for Kyrie Irving, who the fuck is stopping that team? In the I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, as a Celtics fan, I don't even want to think about that, dude. Bro. We talk oh about the God. Lakers like That'd that. So fit, nuts. That fit would just be. So that's where I think Dame. Uh, I don't know where his lane. I don't know what he wants. Like, if he wants to be in the East Coast, like if he wants to be in a big right. city or whatever, right. but. I think Dame to Brooklyn, like I think that makes sense, like from a financial standpoint, and I think that that's like doable. Yeah, and obviously Brooklyn doesn't have a lot of picks left either because they sent all theirs to Houston. Right. So the biggest thing for that would just be trying to find that package, and the same thing with the Celtics. You know, if they're trying to keep Jalen Brown, trying to find a package, but like you said, it could turn into a James Harden like situation kind of where Damian Hostel, like where Damian's like, I want out, and you're yeah. like, well, shit, like. Maybe we do just take Kyrie Irving, and maybe Kyrie Irving can do something here in Portland. And like, because the team loses leverage every single day. The like, if it turns into a hardened situation, the team loses leverage every single day. Yeah. So the longer they wait, the less value they're going to get. Hundred percent. So like, I mean, I think you guys are right. I think with the Brooklyn thing, real quick, I think there's like no reason for Portland to, to do, do that. that. I no, agree. no. There's and no, like, this there's is like not. all hypothetical, of course, but like, it just like. Like you said, you're not getting much out of it. If it turned like, into a James Harden situation, yeah, then maybe yeah. that could happen, like Which, you said. Again, so fucked. But so you're fucked. right, Timmy, that there's no so reason bad. for Portland to want to do that. Like, yeah. why would they want Kyrie Irving at injury riddle point? Right, right. So, Sauce, where do we think Damian Lillard's ending up? And this is a huge hot take and probably not something that's been talked about a ton. But first of all, I think I, 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 I think a really good spot for him would be Dallas. And it hasn't been something that's been talked about a lot. Dallas for sure has the assets to acquire. I mean, they can, they have a lot of players and a lot of picks trade away for Damian Lillard. I don't think the Blazers will trade him inner division. Like people talking about them trading to the Lakers. Like if I, if if I'm the Blazers, I'm, I'm literally just having Damian Lillard sit all year rather than trade him to anyone in the Western conference. Like I don't want another team from the Western conference winning a finals in in us not. So, and then the Blazers not. So, I mean, I think Dallas would be great. Him and Luca would just be an absolute unstoppable force in the playoffs. Like, there's literally nothing you could do about that. 
But I, in, in, in all of reality, I think the spot where he's going to end up is Philly. Is Philly? I really do because I think Philly overall. I, like I think it, first of all, it's reasonable. You're going to trade him to the. You're going to trade him to the East. Ben yeah. Simmons. And you're going to get Ben Simmons. You get and, ben, and I think Ben Simmons out of yeah. anyone. And I, and as much as I love Jalen Brown, I kind of talked about this yesterday. If I if I'm the Blazers, I'm I am taking. I'm not saying I'd rather have Ben Simmons than Jalen Brown, but if I'm the Blazers, I would. And that's only because. I think Ben Simmons still has a higher ceiling than Jalen Brown does as far as like Ben Simmons is someone you can build a team around. I don't know if Jalen Brown's a guy that you can build a team around. Sure. So if I'm if I'm exploring my and I know in a heartbeat that and contracts once again are very similar. You're you're paying you're paying Ben Simmons around 28 29 million dollars a year. So I think a really good spot for Damian would be would be Philly just because him and Joel Embiid would be the most fucked so, thing. I mean that that's what they so need. Stupid. That's what With they Tobias need. Harris Which, too is yeah. the third option. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's and that's nice. exa- Tobias is a great three. Awful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a horrible two. He's not gonna. You know, he's not a two. But I think for Damian Lillard, a great landing spot for him. Yeah, I mean, I, and, so, I, and I hate to say it, like I fucking hate Philly. Like everything about him. Like I think the only part I like on Philly is like. I don't know. I can't even say. It. I, <laughs> I, mean, actually, I don't. I don't hate Philly. I just hate Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, oh, I honest. fucking like, hate the Sixers. Like I have Joel single, Embiid I is love a pretty likable guy. Yeah, yeah. Joel Embiid's a fucking pussy, dude. I hate him all. <laughs> I hate him all, dude. Sausage fry, 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 fry. Fuck him, fuck him, dude. I mean, I hate the Lakers ever since they acquired LeBron, but like, I fucking hate Philly, and we and we literally. It is. We have them. We have. It's not even a rivalry between us and Philly. We beat them every year, and if they got Damian Lillard, they fucking smoke us. So. Definitely not what I'd want, but let's transition into chilling. Can I get one more? Hit us with it. Hypothetical. One more. Let's hear it. Would be a fit. Of course. Toronto. Oh. Okay. Toronto has the number four pick they can trade. They can trade future picks. And they have they 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 trade Kyle Lowry. I would say they would do a three team trade with sign and trade with Kyle Lowry, right? To match salary. So then you would have Dame. You would try to re sign Trent to have him come off the bench. You'd have Dame, Fred Van Fleet, OG, Siakam. And then uh, MLE big, whoever just find some Joel, a just rim protecting go, big. Go get, go get fucking Javale McGee or some shit 100%. like that. A like, rim protecting big with Gary Trent as your six. And man. then you still have Boucher coming off your bench. So like, like go to the East, nice. dude. I mean, that'd I think, nice. I think if you're Damian with the way the league's at right now, look what fucking Trey Young did. Yeah, and the Hawks For are real. good, but like, For real Hawks are not that special. You put so, Dame on the Hawks. Oh, they're they're winning. They're probably winning the finals. I mean, the, on the Hawks. They're winning the finals. Which they, they obviously push, they they're not. The they're not trading Trey, but like for sure, like, they're they're winning the finals. I actually think they're winning. The, if if, if Trey Young is on the or if Damian Lord's on the Hawks, they're yeah, winning the finals. Are you like clink like that team is winning the finals? Dude, are you crazy. kidding me? Like Damian Lillard is never shooting six for twenty eight from the field. Like yeah, that's just not crazy. happening. So that's so we'll transition into our last spot. Our top twenty players of the twenty twenty season. All right, so we're doing top 20, 20 players, and let's let me get this straight. It's top 20, 20 players at the end of the regular season in 2022 because we were thinking about doing it at the end of this season, but you have players like Kawhi Leonard who's probably not going to play next year. Anthony Davis may not stay healthy. We'll see what kind of happens there. But top 20, 20 players at the – top 20 players at the end of the 2022 <laughs> season going in at the end of the 2022 regular season. So let's start it off in who's the number one player at the end of the 2022 season. Um, I know Giannis just came off like this really incredible 50-point performance, but I mean, I still got to take Kevin Durant, number one. Okay, I'm sorry, man. That. Kevin Durant, like, there's nothing he can't do on the basketball court. I mean, he shot 50-40-90 in the playoffs, like, put up two 50 pieces with James Harden on one leg, Kyrie on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> on bench. the bench. Uh, this guy is just completely unstoppable, and yeah. I, I really, uh, when I watched him against the Bucks, like, yeah, he lost in seven, obviously, but I gained so much respect for Kevin Durant after he really just like laid it all out there on the line, sure. put up an incredible performance, one of the all-time playoff performances, really. So I'm going to take Kevin Durant number and, one. And then one thing to reference on that too is you have to look at like this is this year's going to be his first full season after. You know, coming off that Achilles injury in the last two yeah. years, so coming off that, I mean, he, he's a thirty-five points a game. You know, points exactly. per game player. Exactly. So like, and players 100%. are always better coming off the second year off the injury. That's what they always say. Hundred percent. So 100%. for me, like my number two player. I mean, I, you just I can't not take him. I, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be Giannis because Giannis is the most consistent. 25 and 10 player or 30 and 10 player a game in the league. Like, 100%. there's no other. Like, he's just he's the 
protege of consistency. So it, it's just hard to like not. And, and of course, I love guys like Luca and Jokic and Braun and Steph and Dame. But like Giannis, Giannis is just like the prototypical player that like he is so consistent. He's never hurt. He plays every game. So uh, yeah, at the end of the 2022 regular season, I'm I'm taking Giannis as probably the runner up. Even when he race. does get hurt too, I mean he hyperextended his knee, comes back one game later, <laughs> yeah, puts up a 40 piece. Yeah. For 12 Dude months, is a like, machine. Yeah, like that's I like that. I like that at number two. Yeah, Timmy, like number three. three. Number three. I feel like those are definitely should be the consensus top two. I'm gonna take Steph. Okay. I like it. I like it. I, like I, like it. I think the Warriors are going to be legit again next year. I think Clay going to come back. I mean, he might be a little bit different player. Might lose a step a bit, but his shot's still going to be there. The threat. He's someone to take pressure off Steph. 100%. He's, you can't double Steph at half court anymore with Clay Thompson on the court. Wiseman hopefully is going to improve for them. They still got Wiggins. They still, I don't know if Kelly Oubre is a free agent or not, but I think regardless, the Warriors are going to be a lot better next year and in the race for like top four seeds in the playoffs. Therefore, Steph is going to be like at the highlights a lot more, playing higher level basketball and more meaningful games. And so, therefore, I think Steph, just with everything all together, I think. Number three. three. I like it. I like it. Number four, McHugh. All right. I like Steph at number three. So, I mean, I can't disrespect LeBron too much. I got to put LeBron at number four. Like, come on now. I mean, I know he's, I know he's. He's getting up there. Father Time's catching up a little bit, but LeBron, he still uh, he still carried the Lakers to a top, th- or I guess they were like a seven seed or whatever this mm-hmm. year. But I think they're going to come back next year. LeBron still he can control a game like no other player in the league. And I know he's getting up there. He has to pick his spots a little bit, but we can't we can't leave LeBron out of the top five. That's and fair. so I got to go LeBron at number four. And it is it is fair, but. Putting, putting, I really don't want to put LeBron in there. I, I don't like LeBron at all, but I just have to. I'm sorry. Putting LeBron over Luca kills me. I so know. My number, I don't want so to, my number five is going to be Luca. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Luca's on the brim, brink of averaging a triple double. I mean, we're talking. He's. 100%. I mean, he, we're talking about one assist and one rebound off this year from averaging a triple double. And he's 25, nine and nine this year, which is ridiculous. So yeah, number five for me has got to be Luca. I mean. I, He's he's twenty twenty two. Like what's crazy? Like you're like like he's already had his breakout year. Like that his years. Like that that's what's so crazy about him is he's already had his breakout years and he's twenty two years old. So like I don't know how much better it can get from him just because he's already playing. He's already like like I said. I mean, he was probably a top five player in the league this year, top ten player in the league this year. So for me, I think it's an easy number five for me. And once again, there's a lot of talent in the NBA. Right. But number five for me is without a doubt Luka Doncic because it's yeah. just it's Luka. Like, I agree. I agree. and especially if they don't get another star and he's the only one on their team, like he's going to be putting up 30, 10, and ten or some crazy ass Russ West prime Thunder crazy. numbers and hundred percent carrying that team again for the fourth year in a row. And I think Luka probably passes LeBron next year, like going into twenty twenty three season. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so it, it just it just and once again, it, it all rely, it all depends on health and that stuff which and that's my only reason i don't know if i'd put lebron in the top at in the top five as far as at the end of this at the end of the season because i don't know how healthy he's gonna be how many games he's gonna play but as far as that goes yeah for me number five is gonna be for sure for sure number six six. (sighs) um give me give me james harden Okay. Really? Wow. Wow. Really? Okay. 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 James Harden. I really want to say Jokic, but I think I gotta go Harden. I like it. I mean, I I think because this is end of regular season. Yes. Like, who's to say that he's not gonna fall apart in second round of the playoffs? Yeah. Like we've seen him come up short in the playoffs before, but every regular season. We watch him do stupid ass things all year. I mean, he's on, he, on that team. He's a twenty-five and thirteen guy. Hundred percent. Like he is, and especially now that like he had to play himself into shape. Like he's going to be in shape going right. into next it's year because right. it's like I mean, the Nets are finals or bust next year, in my opinion. For sure, because all those guys are free to fight Kevin Durant. Sure. So it's finals or bust next year, and I that's and he's still looking for his first ring too. Yeah, Kyrie and KD both got one, but James got Harden. a couple. James Harden doesn't have one. And so he's going to be maybe the hungriest out of all those dudes trying to get a ring. I like it. I like so, it. That's a that's really good take. That's Number really seven, take, McHugh. So I really, I really hate to put the ring MVP down on the list a little bit more, but 
I really just love Joel Embiid's game, man. Yeah, yeah. Embiid, he I can like just it. bang down low. <laughs> like, he's just a consistent 30 and 12. He gets you a couple of blocks, man. He, he obviously, I mean, we can't argue Embiid was probably going to win MVP this year if it wasn't for injuries. Oh, yeah. If it was going to be Embiid or, like, if the Warriors were maybe a higher seed, Steph maybe wins it. But Embiid, he just is a dominant force down low. And I love his game. He got, he's got an outside shot, too, and he can stretch the floor. And... I just really think like they're gonna the Sixers are gonna trade Ben Simmons next year. None what, of us would argue that's what, that. That's what I was gonna say. That's and then we don't even out. know like how much better Embiid can be when you don't have a guy like Ben Simmons clogging the lane up like oh, that. Oh, especially if you get a guy like if you get a guy like Dame. To sure, like one hundred percent. Now it's like if you get Dame and, and then you have Tobias Harris on the perimeter and then say even Seth Curry, sure. you know, open that key is gonna be you can't help. You cannot yeah, help, help off that. Yeah, you get a couple shooters around Joel, and that's and that's what the Sixers need to build. So. At number seven, I, I actually really like that. Joel I, like that Embiid. I hate him so much. I, like I hate him so much. But yes, that's that's great. For me, number eight, and once again, I I hate to keep dropping off the league MVP. No like, way! Dude, You're going to keep kicking him down the can. Wow. Dude, I mean, it's going to be Damian. Yeah. Because I think, I, and, I and the same reason I'm putting Damian Lillard at eight, the same reason you put Harden at six, was because he's searching for that ring. And if he leaves Portland, that dude is going to be on a fucking tear. I mean, he could be a top three player. Even if he stays in Portland, yeah, bro. He's, he's like, going to be on a tear, dude. Like, he, yeah. it, like especially after seeing what Giannis just did, like, that dude is going to be on a tear. So, for number eight, it's going to be Damian Lillard. No matter where he goes, that dude is going to be on a tear. And, and, and especially, Father Time's catch up to him, too. Like, his clock is ticking. Same with yeah. James Harden and Steph. Like, these players have so much to play for yeah. that I have a hard time not putting Damian Lillard at eight. No, that's that's totally fair. Number nine, Timmy. I don't know. Um, Are you gonna disrespect Jokic? <laughs> no, 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 Jokic. Yeah, okay, that's Jokic. what I thought. I was I, like, in my mind, for some reason, I thought very much that we it's, it's Jokic. Number yeah. nine's got to be Jokic. And he and I that I mean he might have taken a pretty big fall there, but yeah, I mean. But like, gotta, dude, even the, the like, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say you gotta respect what he did. I mean. Beat the Blazers like you just put Damian Lillard ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He uh, he gave it to the Blazers without his star point guard Jamal Murray. Like he's he's a consistent triple double sauce, you know. And he can really I don't think we've ever seen like anything like Nikola Jokic since I don't even remember the last guy. I mean, literally like Arvidas Sabonis and Bill Walton. I mean, yeah, those are the two guys. Like we're talking about seven foot centers who are point guards. That they're actually pass like yeah. We were playmakers. I mean, right. and, and if you look at I mean. Jokic has got an insane resume. I mean, he has carried that team for so. I mean, dude, they've been young for so long, and he's young. He's only twenty six. So like, that he's young and he's still carrying these teams. I mean, he's done it multiple times, right? With the young teams, like with Jamal, like a young Jamal Murray and that stuff. So I, I hate to drop him that low, but yeah, nine. You can't, you can't right. not put Jokic in your top ten. The next but like year. what you said too, the, the talent in the league's so crazy that like nine may seem kind of shitty for the reigning MVP, but like. Not that bad, you know what I mean? Like, look, look, look at the players. You're the nice best basketball player in the world, and look at the players we put above you. That's what I'm saying. Look at the, like we're not. We're, it's not like we're putting. But yeah, okay. McHugh ten. He's dead. He's so, Sauce is gonna hate me for stealing this one from him, but I gotta go. Jason okay, Tatum. no, I, I was Jason Tatum. I was really hoping you. This guy put this guy put up fifty on the healthy match with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant, like. He's got superstar potential written all over him. He there's nothing he can't do on the floor. Really, he can he can shoot it from outside. He can take you off the dribble. He's a he's, he's got long arms. He's a good defender. Like this guy has superstar potential written all over him. And I really hope that the Celtics can put a good team around him and can. I think the Celtics have potential to make it out of the East next year if they put the right team around Jason yeah. Tatum. Really? Oh yeah. I, I mean, obviously the Celtics fan. I'm agree with you through and through <laughs> but yeah i mean it's all about it's you saw with the bucks this year it's all about putting the right pieces around the right players and it, i think with brad Stevens stepping up in that gm spot he knows what the celtics need you know danny Ainge was a great gm and he won us a championship brought us to five eastern conference four eastern conference finals i can't be upset with that mm-hmm. or i guess five eastern conference finals but like it's all about putting the right players around and i think brad Stevens knows what the Celtics need. So at Jason Tatum at 10, I have no arguments there. Right. So for me at number 11, there's, I mean, once we get, you know, 11 through 20, is going to be tough. Uh, for me, number 11, I think another player that like has a grudge and there's a lot of players that do. I mean, Giannis winning this finals, man, affects a lot of people because it's like, you need to do it for your hometown. Yeah. So my number 11 is going to be Donovan Mitchell. 
Ooh. Nice. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Nice. Yes. I know. Very high. I do not like that. I know you don't. I know you. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But and, and once again, we're talking at the end of the 2022 season. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. I mean, he is yeah. so good. And he's, I mean, if they don't, re, you know, they can try to resign Mike Conley, but like he's the guy. He he's a 30 points a player. You know, 30 points a game player. So I think someone you could possibly put my number eleven at the end of next year is going to be Donovan Mitchell, and I'm sorry to put him over Devin Booker. No, that's put up that's fifty fine. in the playoffs twice. Yeah, and Devin yeah. Booker obviously has put up a oh, masterpiece no, no, no. in the playoffs. No, no, no. Too. But like, and once again, once we get through eleven through twenty, it's this all going to be neck uh, and neck. Yeah. But yeah, for me, eleven it's, it's going to be it's going to be spider just because I mean it's it's Donovan Mitchell and right. He just can, he loses on heartbreakers, dude. Sure, I mean, they lose sure. in seven this year again. Like these are or I guess six, but. These are heartbreakers for those for, sure. for him, and he is he's gonna have a grudge, and and a lot of players are gonna have a grudge now just because like Giannis winning this thing is like okay anyone can anyone can win now like yeah. the league is so open that like you're gonna have all these guys playing so hard. Agree. So number Agree. eleven for me is going to be Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, I like that. I like that. Just give us number twelve. Yeah, you, we already know. I'm not. I'm no uh, number twelve. Give me at the end of next season because I'm not going to do Anthony Davis or Kawhi because of injuries. I agree. I don't think they're playing so full season. Right. Either right. one of those two. Otherwise, I think they would both be a lot higher. I'm going Zion. Oh wow! Wow! wow. Okay. I like it. I love Zion. it. I love it. I've had this argument with Sauce so much. He's got to go take a step forward defensively, I think. But with the new coach, who is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, hopefully, a better team. Like trying harder, like a better system. The very players, much, the players weren't playing for Van Gundy. Uh, very much so. Can he take a step forward defensively? He shoots an insane, like he's he's sixty percent from the field. We're like, I mean, we're like Giannis efficient. and Shaq numbers, like as right. far as efficiency goes. So right. that's not a hot take. I I, I really like him at twelve. I mean, I think you know next year's the year that they get into the playoffs. Fine. Like, I think next year's the year. That oh, the if they if they make they get it, it the Pelicans make the playoffs. He's definitely Brandon top Ingram take a step right. forward too. I yeah, think, he's got to go. No, yeah, Brandon right. Ingram's got to have another All Star caliber year in order for that to happen. But yeah, I mean, it's all about pieces, man. But right. I like it. So give me Zion at twelve. Thirteen McHugh. I love Zion at twelve. I hate to kick Timmy's guy Devin Booker down a little bit, but I gotta go Trey Young. That's fair. Number thirteen. That's fair. No, that's fair. I've been talking about this guy. All playoffs, man. Put up 30 and 10. Led the play. He was actually going into game six. He was still leading the playoffs in three pointers made and points. Yeah. Like this dude is absolutely nuts. He's got, I mean, he's got Steph Curry like range. He's not as efficient as Steph yet, but he just got the confidence, swagger, man. He's not afraid to take the big shots in the biggest moments. Like, 100%. and I just think like, one thing about Trey Young's game is like they just set that high pick and roll with like Capella or John Collins or whoever, and Trey Young just gets into the lane and he's got that floater and he hits that floater at like a higher rate than anybody. Like he's top five in the NBA, like hitting that floater in the lane ahead of anybody. Well, and, and then also, like, you just don't know if he's going to like. He's so good at like disguising it where you don't know if he's going to lob it to Collins or Capella or if he's just, just going to like shoot it himself, too. And plus losing, I mean, the the finals and the playoffs is different, but like the, in the in the regular season, you know, they call a lot more fouls. And the fact that you can't hand check people, the high pick and roll with someone who can shoot from 30 feet out, it is impossible to guard. That's why Dame and Steph are so good. Because you can't, you can't hand check anyone. So like, if you have a big guy, Trey's taking any big guy to the rack. And if you're not going to headshot screen, he's going to hit a 30 footer like easily. So like, right. yeah, I, I, have, I have no... I and a no big problem. knock on Trey. Okay, I appreciate that. But <laughs> a big knock on Trey was that he's like a soft offensive player, and like he proved that he can take a team to the Eastern Conference Finals, sure. like with playoff sure. with playoff defense on him. Like you know, he's holding his own out there. And I really became a big Trey Young fan this offseason, so I'm going to go Trey Young at number thirteen. I like it. Number fourteen. I mean, I got. I mean, it's he's dropped too low. I mean, I wouldn't say dropped too low, but no, I, I think it's fair. It's, it's Devin fair, Booker, obviously, yeah. at 14. And just because, like, once again, now he's had that experience, dude, and he's their guy. Like, I know he was their guy before, but, like, you're like, okay, this is the guy now, Devin. I mean, we have so many. I mean, we're at 14 right now. Every player from 14 and below and maybe we want to 15, these are 30-point-a-game guys. Right. <laughs> like, these are all right. guys, like, an average. Like, and, and I can argue with all these old heads or whatever, but, like, there is no doubt the talent in the league today is so much better than it ever has been because there is no chance that you can put together a list 
for a single year where you have 14 guys that are 30 point player, like 30 points a game players. Yeah. So yeah, my number 14 is Devin Booker. Um, a really tough finals loss and just like Trey Young and like all these guys, you know, with the exception of Giannis, are all guys coming off with like a grudge and like this is it. Like right. the league is open right now. This is the time to win. Right. The Bucks yeah. did it. The Suns made the finals. This is the time to win. These are teams that going into the year we're not we're not finals contenders, right? These are not guys who are thinking like, okay, they're gonna make the finals. So my yeah, nine over fourteen is Devin Booker and I think that's a pretty easy one to say. I think it's fair. I think yeah, that's good. So for fifteen then um, I think maybe he's dropped a little low, but maybe because of injuries. Um, I'm gonna go Kyrie. Okay, I like it. I like go it, Kyrie. I mean, I don't think I need to say too much. No, of why Kyrie. And I think like he's again, a bucket dude. Like he is. He is. One, he he is crazy. He's a bucket. He's, he's when he wants to play, he's he's a top three or four point. I think league. he's the most like he plays the most like beautiful individual basketball. The way he handles like the the finishing around the rim. Oh my god, dude. His layup package is unbelievable. Oh. So, and again, he has that 30-foot range. Like, he's... Kyrie has... When he wants to play. When he wants to play, he's a top right. two or... He's a top three or four-point guard in the league. For without sure, a doubt. For sure. So, that's my pick at 15. So, number 16. Give me John Morant, bro. I'm actually wearing okay. the John Morant jersey right now. If you can't see it right now. Dude, I think he put up 120 points in the last, like, it was the last two regular season games in the playoff game against the Warriors. Knocked out Steph in the playoff yeah. game and put up a nice 40-piece. This dude is an absolute gamer. He's just got, like, that old-school mentality, too. Like, he's just a fucking dog, man. Yeah. And he just wants to get better, too. He's so physical, and he's not afraid of anybody. And I just love the way John Moran approaches the game, and... I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, obviously. Zion was hers, so we can argue about that or whatever. But John Morant, man, this dude, like, we got to give him some respect. And I would be – I would really feel bad about myself if I didn't include John Morant in the top 20 players. So give me John Morant, number 16. Okay, at number 17, it, it, it's it, – now, once again, we're now we're kind of getting into that, like, weird rocky area where it's like, you know, I want to put Anthony Davis in there, but I don't know if Anthony Davis is playing – Right. Necessarily a full season. So yeah, let's just like let's just say that we're assuming Anthony Davis and Kawhi are hurt. Yeah, sure. right. I mean, I still yeah. might even put Anthony Davis at twenty, just because you never know. Like if he's, right. you know, but there there was a lot of good there was a lot of good players that had a great season. But if if Kawhi's if Kawhi Leonard's out, it, it's it's got to be Paul George for me. And yeah, and I'm the reason and and the reason I say that is just because. Paul George, I mean, we're still going through guys. Paul George is a 25 points a game per player type of guy. Like, yeah. especially if Kawhi's not there. Like, this is Paul George. Like, all right, it's my time to shine. Like, I got to put the team on my back. I got to prove that I'm still this, a franchise guy. So, number 17 for me is going to be Paul George. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's and once again, the league is so deep. Like, it's so weird putting him there, especially with Kawhi. Like, not going to, he's not going to play next year. Obviously, he's off the that. number one option. He's number one option, on, and he's a good number one option. Like He's right. not the best, but he's a good number one option. He's going to put up a lot of points. So, yeah, number 17 for me has got to be Paul George. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 18, I mean, kind of like what you said, Rocky. Like, this is tough. 18, give me... Um, I think, I don't know if either of you guys would say... Say it. I mean, but he was all NBA this year. Give me Julius Randle. Okay. Give me I Julius like Randle. I mean, I'd like, obviously, you know, most improved player, all NBA, can kind of do everything offensively. I think he had, I think everyone thinks he had a shitty playoff series against the he Hawks. Did. That's what I was and about to say. Yeah. So I think, like, <laughs> we'll see how he bounces back as an individual from that. You know, some people, like, don't do great after, like, really coming up short. Some people take that as like motivation and fuel and challenge and seeing as ways to get their like improve their game and hone their craft. And so I think I think Julius is gonna at least stay at the level he was at this year. Maybe take like a step back. He played pretty insane this year, but I still think Julius Randle's the top twenty player next year in the NBA. I think you hit it right on the head, Timmy. Like you talked about some players take it as like, oh, I'm gonna take a step back. Some players take it as motivation. I mean, he plays like in the biggest market in the NBA right. in New York City. Got got beat by uh, got beat by Trey Young and the Hawks, like on the biggest stage in Madison Square Garden. I think he does take a step forward next year, honestly. Yeah. And I like Julius Randle, where you have him at right now. Nineteen, McHugh. So at nineteen, uh, 
come, he's coming off an injury this year, but I really like Jamal Murray, man. Wow. I mean, I might have him a little bit high, but I mean, let's not forget what this guy did last year in the playoffs. Yeah, him and Donovan Mitchell were just going at Those each 50 other with pieces, bro. A couple Those of 50s. fifty pieces at each other. Like this guy is a yeah. gamer. He's not yeah. afraid to take big shots. Jamal Murray, he's got really nice range. Him and Jokic in the pick and roll are pretty unstoppable. Like. If, if the Nuggets are healthy next year, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like sure. if they're in the Western Conference, Conference Finals, Finals absolutely. Sure. Like sure. I gotta, I gotta have Jamal Murray at, uh, yeah. at number nineteen. And to wrap, to wrap out the top twenty, I mean, there's just some players. My, I mean, I want to put Jimmy Butler here, but the problem is with Jimmy Butler is like he's just not healthy enough. Like he, did, like I can't believe he made All NBA third team. I mean, Tatum played twenty more games than he did, and yeah. don't even I can't even start about the All NBA <laughs> list, but. Number 20 for me is Brad Beal. And I think we really let him slip a little bit. Um, Now, I think the reason that Brad Beal, it's tough with him, is just because he's on the Wizards. And the Wizards are not a contending team. So Brad Brad Beal is going to put up, you know, 30 points a game next year. So I think Brad Beal is number 20 for me. He's just not on a contending team. So if he can make a move to somewhere like, you know, I saw today there's some uh, interest in Golden State trying to, get him which if he goes to Golden State I, I, I don't know if he's a top 20 player because like playing with Steph it's going to be hard right. to be a top 20 player but for me my 20th player is at rounding out the top 20 is going to be Brad Beal just because I mean shit he averaged 35 points a game this year right. that's fucked and like he's still pretty young he's only 29 you know he's still in his prime years until he's probably around 32 so if, yeah for me number 20 it's going to be it's going to be Bradley Beal and that rounds out the top 20 yeah I like that so thanks, for everyone, for joining. This was the Sauce McHugh podcast with your host, Jack Burns. I'm Finn McHugh. We also got our special guest joining us today, Timmy Simmons. Yeah, thanks for coming I on, Timmy. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. That was fun. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and tune in next time.